Fantastic. So good morning, everyone. For those I haven't said hello to yet, hello. Um, and so it's nice to see you all for me on this cold morning. So to introduce today's message, I'm actually going to show, want to show you guys a video. So it's a video of a show in Kids Church. So it is aimed at that, but enjoy it anyway. So I'll ask David to get that kid up. The Miracle of Mercy, the Good Samaritan. This is Jesus, who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. You see, when Jesus was on earth, he wanted everyone to know what God thought about things. So he took every opportunity to teach people about God's heart. One day, a religious expert stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? <laughs> what does the law say? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> right. All right. Do this and you will live. Wait. The man then asked, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. Ah! They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. <laughs> by chance, a priest came along. Hey. But when he saw the man lying there, uh, yuck. he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, Another man who worked in the temple who was called a Levite walked over and looked at him lying there. He's out. Uh, huh? But he also passed by on the other side. Then a Samaritan came along. Uh. Samaritans were hated by Jews. They were seen as lesser people and Jews would not interact with them. But when the Samaritan saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. One room, please. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that telling of the Good Samaritan story. Probably far better than me just sitting here reading it. So um, before we get into, I guess, the meat of the message or the meat of that time, we're going to we're going to actually go into some quick breakout rooms. 
um, for a few minutes. So after you have a chance to say hi to everyone in the breakout rooms, um, there's one question or one story that I would like you guys to think about and share with each other. What is, when is one time that you were unexpectedly helped by someone? So what is one time experience throughout your life that someone helped you unexpectedly? So that's going to be what you're going to discuss in those groups. So hopefully that was that that time was um, helpful in in just hearing other people's stories where where people have helped them out and and I was just um, sharing with my group. Um, for me, when I think about time that was unexpectedly helped out was the time where. I was 17 years old and I was driving a bunch of youth to an event um, in the city, well, past the city, um, in Perth. And the car that I was using, not my car, I didn't own a car at that age, um, kind of blew up. <laughs> like there was steam coming up. I was in the middle of the freeway, peak hour traffic, um, evening. This is before mobile phones were common that, 17 year olds would have them um so kind of stuck in the middle of the freeway going with these girls going what do i do because i was also in the middle lane of the middle of the freeway and i knew okay it's not safe for us to step out but luckily there's a, a kind stranger he stopped he pushed us to the side of the road we were able to um and there were some other people that stopped there. And he took us to the city, he took us to the bus station, and where I, we could either, I knew at that point once we were at the bus station, we could either go home or we were able to call, use pay phones to call, not even call the, the youth leaders at the time, but call the event place to put an announcement to say, hey, we're stuck in the middle of the city with nowhere to go anywhere. Anyway. So when I think of kindness of a stranger, um, that is that is one incident in my life that um, um, that I that I immediately jumped to where no one had to help, um, although it did start causing a bit of a traffic issue. But um, they could have waited, and I'm sure the um, emergency services would have been there. But yeah, that was one example that that I shared with my group of help with that I've experienced. And it's good to remember the times where people have helped us and to hear the stories from each other where people have also been helped because it reminds us, oh, there actually are good people in the world. We can so if we watch too much of the news and stuff, we can see so much of all the negative stuff that's going around and, and all the, the sadness and pain that's going on. So it's good to remember, actually, there are good things. Um, so the parable of the Good Samaritan is what we're talking about today in our um, story on, on our series on um, demonstrating compassion and what it means. So Jesus used this story to teach because um, he was asked, who is my neighbour? He was asked by religious leaders and teachers of the time and they were trying to trick him trying to trap him up as they, they often did um and so he uses this parable to teach about compassion and how his followers should respond to those in need so the thing there's a few things i think I've, I've got about four points that we can learn from the actions of the 
<coughs> sorry, the actions of the good, of the good Samaritan. The first um, point that I want to bring to your attention is that compassion should be based on needs, not on worth. And Luke um, 10, 30 to 31, in reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw, and saw him pass by on the other side. The priest and the Levite did not value the man. They didn't care about his needs. They judged him not worthy of their time or attention. They were too, or they were too busy or preoccupied to stop. And when I think about how many times I've just kind of not seen people in need on the street, this, this passage goes, gets me in my heart. Like, oh no, how many times have I walked by someone that needs something? Um, how many times have I just been too busy or too pre- preoccupied to notice what people around me are going through? Um, to notice that oh, I have a friend that's in crisis or to, to be aware of a church member that is sick and needs some help or assistance or just a, just a friendly face. Um, so I'm as guilty of this not seeing and not judging people or thing worthy of my time. But I do like the Samaritan. He, he doesn't do that. He actually judged this man worthy enough. He saw the need. He didn't, he didn't look at the person as not worthy enough. He just looked at the need. Which brings us to that second point. Compassion should cause us to feel something. In verse 33, but a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He felt something. It wasn't that he just saw the need and go, oh, yeah, that guy needs a bandage or that he, he needs his wounds cared for. He actually felt a compulsion. He felt um, he felt moved. So it's not that we'd see the need, but compassion means that the need should make us feel something. Advertising companies are really good at making us feel something. They make us feel like we need that new shiny object or that we need um, a new car or a new computer or, or we need to go get this new product that's just come out in the stores, that we need it. They evoke emotion and a feeling through their advertising. And they, they do many, there's so much um, studies and, and things into, studies into psychology and stuff that they use to trigger those needs and those thoughts in us. The Samaritan saw the man and he felt his heart was stirred and his stirring caused him to act, as we see in verse 34. With that explanation, that compassion should cause us to do something. It wasn't just that he felt pity. He actually did something. So verse 34, he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. 
So it wasn't just enough that he felt that he felt sorry for him or he took pity on him. He actually did something about it. He acted practically and carefully. So compassion for a cause or a person should provoke us to act. Um, I think of, um, when I think of this, I think of like those ads for like UNICEF or World Vision, where they show the, the child that's hungry in, in a far off land for us. Um, and those ads, they put those out there to cause us to feel, but also to try and push us and provoke us into action. To provoke us in, I mean, how many times have we seen on the news felt something? I don't, I'm just thinking about what's going on in our world right now between the COVID-19 stuff, between um, um, unrest and natural disasters that, that are happening all around the world. And it can be heartbreaking. And sometimes we can feel paralysed and not knowing what to do. But we have power. That's our compassion at work. That's our compassion wanting us to move. And we're like, we may not know what to do. But we can do something, whether it's prayer, whether it is um, helping something, whether it is donating to a cause and creating awareness, which brings us to our next point. Compassion should cost us something. In verse 35, the next day he took out two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Acting with compassion came at a cost for the Samaritan. It was a financial cost, but it was also a cost of time and inconvenience. I'm sure on his trip he wasn't planning to go to this inn. He wasn't planning to spend a day out looking after this stranger. And, but it was worth it. And I know it can be easy sometimes just to throw money at a situation, but sometimes in our compassion we need to act by donating maybe our time to a cause or our resources in another way. There are all different ways that we can help. Maybe we need to show compassion to a friend who's going through our time and all we need to do is just sit there and listen. These are acts of compassion that we can do. But compassion should cost us something. So why should we act with compassion? So Jesus told this story. He said, um, he told the story about the Good Samaritan who showed compassion to this stranger. Why should we today show compassion to our fellow man? We think, well, of course we should show compassion. It's the right thing to do. But why? Our compassion should reflect God's compassion towards us. In 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5, Paul says, praise be to God, the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of, of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble 
with the comfort we we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. God is our standard bearer. Why should we show compassion to others? Because he first showed compassion to us. He showed compassion to us through his grace. He showed compassion to us through his sacrifice, the cost of his son on the cross. We should show compassion to others. He did that not because we are worthy. He did that because we needed it. And he felt love for us and he felt compassion towards us. So he acted and it cost him a great sacrifice. He took on all of our sin so that we could be made whole again, so that we could be healed, that our wounds can be healed. So why should we show compassion? Because we've received it. And I, I sometimes get in awe, I feel in awe of the amount of grace God has shown me and that he continues to show me throughout my life that I'm like, that I guess sometimes stop and I can't help but just thank him for it and praise him. That's probably a reason why it triggered like a million worship songs and praise and worship songs to God because of the grace and compassion that he showed us. So, but I just want to bring us back to the start of the question that the, the Jewish leader, the Jewish priest asked Jesus. So who is my neighbour? That is a good question. I just want to show a movie, a, a movie, a video, another small clip um, that may challenge your thought about who your neighbour is. I've walked a lot of roads right across these lands that we now call Australia. I've walked in high heels, in boots, in running shoes, in sandals. But the most important times have been when I've walked barefoot. I've felt the land, the heartbeat, the interconnectedness of all of creation. I know Creator sees me, loves me and walks beside me. I know I am not invisible to the Creator. However, there are many times I've walked these roads, these lands right across Australia and I feel invisible to society and to the church. Why can't you see us? This invisibility reminds me of the parable of the Good Samaritan. You see, Aboriginal peoples have been robbed, stripped and beaten each and every day since colonisation. Stolen land, stolen wages, stolen generations, stolen lives. We've been left battered and bruised by an Australia who doesn't know and doesn't learn its true history. An Australia who doesn't seem interested in a gap that isn't closing. We're literally dying too young and too often from injustices from the past and present. We've had too many priests, reverends, ministers, pastors and Christians who've passed us by, who've chosen not to see us or who have seen us and ignored our cries to take our hand in friendship, to take the hand of a friend who is hurting and who does not feel loved. You see, for over 200 years, your Aboriginal neighbour, your first and oldest neighbour, 
Indeed, your Aboriginal brother and sister have been looking for that Good Samaritan. Not for pity, but for that individual who will see us, love us, and walk beside us just as Jesus does. That individual who will act counterculturally. That individual who will stay on our side of the road and not cross over and pass us by. And there are so many neighbours all across Australia that need love. This Lent, my prayer is that you see Aboriginal peoples, that you see all your neighbours with fresh eyes. And may those fresh eyes help you to have fresh minds that help to move your hands and feet to follow Jesus. And to follow Jesus that leads to action, to change the heart of Australia. So that you can see all peoples, all creation, all those who have been excluded and who are your neighbour and need love. This Lent, which neighbour do you need to see? Which neighbour do you need to love? Which neighbour do you need to stay on the road to walk beside, giving your hand, your time, your resources and your heart? May Creator guide your footsteps as you walk in love with your neighbour across these lands now called Australia. We're in the middle of Reconciliation Week, which is a week where we seek to honour um, the native people of this land. We seek to try and make amends for past hurts and, and past pains. So yes, they are our neighbours. We have many neighbours that come from all different lands, all different tribes, all different tongues, all around this nation. And there are many different, in, there are many injustices that are, that are brought upon different people. And what stirs your heart may be different than what stirs mine. It doesn't make those causes any more worthy or not. It just... God seeks to stir our hearts towards compassion for his purposes and his grace to ultimately show his love to the entire world. At the end of this story, um, in verses 36 to 37, Jesus, uh, um, Jesus asked, which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Like Jesus asked the man, who are your neighbours? Or who was the neighbour? Go and do likewise. Who should you show compassion towards? Who is God stirring your heart towards compassion? Is it, is your, is it your literal physical neighbour, the, the person across the road, down the street? Is it a colleague? Is it a friend? Is it the stranger on the street corner that you walk past every day? 
Who is your neighbour? Is a question I want to leave you today. So we're going to take some time, some response time. And during this time, there are, I'm going to put on the screen, there's going to be three questions that you can use to reflect on. And they are, who are your neighbours that you need to show compassion towards? What are the bar barriers that you are encountering when you try to show compassion towards others? So sometimes there's something stopping of us. Is it fear? Is it something else? Also, it, may, it might be good to reflect on how has God shown you compassion throughout your life? So we're just going to take a few moments to think of that. If you want to um, send in your response, you can send it into the chat to Northern Community or um, email it to us and, and those details are on the screen as well. 